0: Welcome to the Billy Graham Group Your Church Podcast, where together we tackle the topics and discuss the strategies of getting the church out of the box. We're glad you've joined us. Now, let's dive right in.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mobilized Church Podcast. This is Chris Dillingham alongside my big brother, Ken Dillingham, Jr., the third, who is not drinking beer. (laughs) I don't. That's right. I'm not. Today is the record straight ever. from the beginning. If you're wondering what in the world is going on, why we start out with that, you just got to go back and, and watch the uh, pre-show. the pre-show. You just never know what you miss. If you don't join us on Facebook Live, you miss so much, just unbelievable content.
0: That's it. That's it. That's so true. So, the general superintendent, David Bernard, has just joined the... <laughs> Life. So we've already had a conversation about hot dogs and
1: beer drinking and wine coolers and it's Perrier crazy. water. It's been it's been a good morning already. And crazy. so you know you know Ken when it starts out like this, here's what you know: Ken, this show's gonna be just fire. It is. Well, here's the deal, or or a dumpster fire, one
0: of the two. There's no in between. It's going to be on fire one way or the other. And <laughs> and the, the you know the funny thing about it is is you know those those things like you you know you are. Fill in the blank. If mm-hmm. right, you know you're a redneck. If or you know you're so so you you know you went to a conservative Bible college. When you get called in the office for having Perrier water and causing another student to think that you had wine coolers in your room, mm-hmm. and you're That's- the one that gets in trouble instead of him, who's like, what kind of a dingbat are you, dude? If he's if he's tempted by that, he's standing on the edge of the cliff. Right? <laughs>
1: He's like, he's just right there (laughs) ringing the tip. Yeah, He actually, like like, I saw Dillingham have a Perrier water. I better go get a wine cooler. What? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yes, that's the, that's the approach. Oh man, it's wild. Well, we are certainly glad that everybody has stuck with us (laughs) through, through through that discussion about all the Mm -hmm. things, hot dogs. And I'm sure we'll get some people that will post what's in a hot dog. We don't really want to know that right now. We really don't care. You know, it's ignorance is bliss sometimes, Uh, but we are going to have a great show today. We appreciate everybody that has stuck with us through the pre-show madness and craziness. And Hey,
0: uh, hey, hey, what's in a hot dog? One of the best, funniest, here we go. It was a cartoon and it was, I think it was called like, Arlo and Janice or something like that was the cartoon. I think is what it was. And the, and the, uh, and she's, she's so he, she gives him a list and she said, well, you go to the store for me. And he looks at the grocery list and then on the bottom, it says hot dogs. And then the next one, she yells out the door. She says, Hey, the, for the hot dogs, get the all beef kind. And then the next one, he's sitting in his car and he goes, and he's looking at it again. And he said, he said, pig lips, cow lips. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that sometimes well, there's great truth that comes out of the He's
1: not wrong, right? He's not wrong and there I'm sure somebody'll post a link or whatever in the comments about what's in a hot dog. We we know. We already know. There's two good places, three good places. This is what we've discovered already. This is this is again great content you can't get anywhere else. Three places for hot dog baseball game at the turn of a, of a round of golf and in the mm-hmm. trash can. Those are the only three reasonable places for a, tr- for a hot dog.
0: Right. And, and I just shared our uh, live recording with Texas Bible college. and. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my goodness. We are tempting fate today. Let's go. We got got General Conference coming up here next week. You and I are going to be called in the office. I feel it coming, man. Oh, man. man. Well, this is going to be an awesome show. We're fired up today, ready to rock and roll. Yep. And uh, so uh, (laughs) – How do you even make the segue? How do you make the segue from that?
0: Today we you know, have a very important and serious conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. My wife just messaged said move along, so I guess it's, I guess we need to get on track. I didn't nope. get focused, so mm-hmm. so let, let's 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 do that. Let's try to get focused a little bit. So funny story, real quick before we do that, Ken. This I think this. Is, apropos for this conversation. Mm-hmm. Last week, you and I were doing a coaching call. And during the coaching call, you mentioned that you had taken an ADHD test online. Uh-huh. And yes, when you mentioned that, <laughs> my, brain, my brain immediately went to, I need to take an ADD, ADHD test online. So while we're having a call, I took I know. an ADHD
0: <laughs> test. <I know. laughs> Do you even need the results? That's my question. And 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 could not help yourself because it was on the forefront of your brain to say something. It. caused you have to explain. Well, the right. reason why I'm saying that. You know. Right. So so if if you need any evidence, I think
1: today's station is going to prove just how, how yeah. what a beautiful gift. Here, here's the thing, Ken. ADHD for many of us is a beautiful gift because we have the ability to swing so quickly. Yeah. Yep. From hot dogs and Perrier water and all of that conversation into just powerful discipleship concepts.
0: <laughs> it is the beauty of of, of ADHD, and I had a, I literally had someone today um, text me and say, "Man, thank you so much. You guys do do a great job. You throw in just enough humor." Um. See, see, Jay, you can't put. Comment like that to a guy with ADD while I'm talking. Jay Jones, I don't even know what I was going to say, but he says if you took an ADHD test in the middle of a call because someone mentioned it, you didn't take the test. That That's is so speaking true. That is your test. You that
1: just, is your test. You passed. You passed
0: you, it or flunked it or whatever it absolutely. is. Absolutely, with flying colors. With oh. flying colors. But the beauty of ADD is you can actually swing back sometimes. And the guy Ooh. said, he said, um, you guys mix just enough humor and and levity in the middle of some really serious conversations. Uh, and it really is awesome. And I'm like, wow. Let's see what is. Let's see if he'll give me the thumbs up today. <laughs> and,
1: yeah I don't know I don't know if there's good balance or not yet we'll see what happens so so let's let's flip the switch mm-hmm. on the ADHD brain and let's let's get after it today Ken I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of let you um, lead the conversation here uh, We kind of you you had sent a link to us about a Video you'd seen um, uh, about culture and about how we deal with cultures and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to let you just
0: kind of set that up and and get the conversation started today. Awesome. Well, there's a there is an author that I enjoy following, um, enjoy his work um, by the name of Andy Crouch. He's got a the probably the last book that I read of his was called Strong and Weak, and it's man, it's so powerful. It's how it's how actually power. Uh, needs to uh, be situated in vulnerability. God's God's authority is only situated inside the context of vulnerability. And he also has a book uh, which is related to the topic today, which uh, book, uh, a topic deals with culture creation. How, you know, how do you, how do you make culture? How's culture created? And so uh, he was so what I the link that I sent you and what I what what we most recently watched was a video that in in which Andy Crouch went through the four uh postures that <clears throat> modern Christianity has taken in the last hundred or so years um as it relates to to uh its' posture to or its relationship to um, culture. And so real quick, real briefly, he basically said there were, he used four C's for to, to remember it. The first C was condemn. Yeah. He said, he said basically the posture of the church was to condemn culture. And he kind of explained some, some examples of that. And then he said the second posture was those that were sort of the children of those Sort of hardline fundamentalists um, basically said, "Well, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. That's always, you know, that, that that the that our angle has to always be to condemn it. There's, it's, you know, there there are some things that if we're able to, um, you, you know, if if we're if if we are able to get to a place where, you know, we have a good biblical worldview, then we can actually critique culture, which is the second C." And then the third thing is uh, the after you critique it is sort of there's another generation that sort of copies culture.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and and in that he used an example of a guy who had made a shirt that said it had the you know the easy button remember from Office Depot you know that was easy, and and that the the it said Jesus right and so he said so here he is trying to copy sort of this. This 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 secular concept of, you know, hitting the easy button and when things feel complicated or whatever, just push the Jesus button because he says, because as everybody knows, Jesus just makes things easy. Right. And he's like, no, that's like totally not right. It's, you know, when, when the church gets to copying culture, what happens is, is we are we get behind we're behind culture or we're seen as shallow Or irrelevant. And then the, and then the fourth C that he mentioned was consuming culture Mm -hmm. that, that, that he said, basically, we've ended up now with a Christian culture that, you know, sits with the remote in their hand and they just click through the TV and it's like, what's on tonight? And they don't, they're, they're not, they're not condemning any of it. They're not critiquing any of it. They're not, they're, they're not worried about copying it. They're just consuming it. And they're really in many ways, no different than anybody else on their block. And so, he made this statement. He said, "Look, there's there's nothing wrong. There. In, in fact, we need to have all four of those available to us as gestures. Like we need to be able to we need to be able to look at culture from all of those lenses to some degree, but the, but none of them by themselves are a good posture." And so I think that has a a lot of bearing on trying to create a missional culture in your church. Our view about missionality, about what do we look like, um, you know, engaging a world that we're called to reach. And, um, And 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 I think and by the way, I think that in some ways, much of that has been kind of there's been a missional reason for the shift. Um, you know, how are we going to reach people if we don't? And I think that one of the things that that, that makes this a good conversation today, Chris, is the fact that, that, that I think that what we need to be able to do is we need to be able to create a strong, transformed kingdom values based missional culture so that we have the ability to nuance all four of those gestures properly and not let any of them become postures.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that's a, I think it's, it really is the tension that, that we're facing right now, you know, in our world that is becoming increasingly more secular. Uh, that's just, that's, you know, that, that kind of our idealistic view of our nation, of our culture, um, You know, and so, so this tension of trying to go back and get what we had before, you know, kind of what we, what we thought, you know, was kind of the idealistic view of, of American culture and then trying to get that back. And so then what ends up happening is we end up kind of critiquing and, and, you know, just, just really hammering back in on, on the and things condemning. that we feel that challenge that, right. Condemning that, um, and, and. You know, and then the, so the pendulum swing, right, you get, got you've got what you just described there is the pendulum swing all the way from condemning all the way over to consuming. And so then the question becomes like, what is the what is the uh, what is the proper response as believers, as missional believers? What is the proper response? Because obviously we're not of the world, but we're in the world. And, sure. you know, we have to really kind of navigate through that that turmoil and uh, those challenges. And so, man, I think, I think this is a really important conversation. If we're going to live on mission, if we're going to be effective in the kingdom be effective in the mission, then we're going to have to find a way to engage people because they're, they're in the culture of the, of, of the second culture, culture right? They, they are, are the culture, culture creators,
0: right? You know, you know, it's interesting as you said that, I think <clears throat> the thing that, you know, jumped out at me at at, at, at your last statement is, is this sort of this propensity that we have to think that if we get back to the posture of properly condemning the world and condemning what's wrong with the world, then somehow we'll recover some kind of culture we've lost? And I, I man, I right. just think this is—I just think this is so important for us as we, you know, as we as we venture out into this conversation is to say, look, there's some things that are condemnable. There are some things that the only, the only gesture that we can have to that is, is that's just not, there's, there's no way that we can, you know, there's no way that we can move off of a clear biblical position on that. Right. Right. Um, Right. And, and so, and so I think, I, I just think that this is, man, this is so vitally important. Um, To to cause us to be able to say, because I think think that you've mentioned this before, how that sometimes you can go back to a church that had a great revival at a particular era, and you could almost go back to that church and you could almost point at when their high watermark was because they almost sort of get stuck there. And, you know, it's interesting that I think there's a lot, there are a lot of people in our, in, in our world today, not just Christians. I think there's a lot of people in our world today that are start, starting to I watched a, I watched a Bill Maher video yesterday where basically he was talking about, as like a nine minute video where basically he was talking about like, okay, this is getting dumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of this, this, all of this gender dysphoria stuff, all of this. I mean, he basically just called it out. He's yeah. like, I mean, he basically just said, "Man, if if we don't if we don't get our 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 wits about us and 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 get our brains back, you know, we're gonna really really mess up a whole generation." And I mean, he he basically called this 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 love affair with some 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 radical progressive liberals. He basically called it in this video that i watched, watched um, child abuse. Yeah. Oh man, that, that he, no doubt. He said, you know, he's talking about, you know, some of the uh, hormone therapy stuff that they're putting these little kids on. And he went through some of the things that it's it's potentially could do through the future. And he said, especially when these kids are just they're just responding. He's You know, when you were a kid, you wanted to be something. And they're, these kids are just responding to just what's popular and faddish. And they hear everybody. So they want to, you know, it's like somebody gets a blue hoodie and they're wearing, you know, khaki cargo shorts and a blue hoodie and a, and a pair of you know, white chucks. And then out now, right. you know, he's the coolest kid in school. And now next week, you know, 20% of the school has cargo, you know, khaki cargo shorts, a blue hoodie and and white chucks on. And and so what, what I'm saying is, is that I think that it's not just Christians. I think there are people today that are like, dude, we've we've lost some stuff. Yeah. And we've got My God in heaven, we, but, but here's the deal as a missional culture, we cannot afford to think that going back to a place where we properly condemn it all, that somehow we're going to recover something that's lost because what we'll lose is we went, we may win a battle, but we'll lose the war doing kingdom advancement and the mission.
1: Man, that's so good. And and I like what you said where, you know, all of those things, like like for that, for example, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday and about, you know, man, I'm thanking God that at 13, I had all kinds of crazy ideas at, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And I'm glad now looking back, I'm like, man, thank God I didn't act on some of those crazy things back right. then or whatever. Yeah. And we're encouraging immature brains, you know, to, to act on things that hit their brain. And so, um, you know, so, so there, there are clearly places like you've, you've said, there are clearly places where each of those are a proper response to culture, right? right? right. A, a proper posture, right? So there's times where you have to condemn times where you have to have a critique of it and, 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 you know, align it biblically and, and whatever. Um, and, You know, so so copying that, how do we how do we embrace the culture that we live in that in a way that doesn't compromise the value system of the kingdom? Things that clean things that are clearly not moral things, you know, can they be embraced in the culture um, and then um, uh, consume it? Those are all postures. But the the point of what he talks about really is, you know, God didn't create us to be counterculture and he didn't create us to copy culture. It he he created us to um he created us to be in a place where we're the the culture makers and to bring kingdom culture into our world, not not an not a response against culture, not a not a response of consume excuse me, consuming culture, but but creating the value system of the kingdom in our world. That's ultimately what discipleship is really all about.
0: Mm. See, it's interesting because because Culture consumers are people who end up loving the world, right? The Bible says, love not the world, neither things in the world. For if, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, so, so some people could misunderstand or misinterpret that as, well, then my response is, is I have to be countercultural to the world. I got to hate the world. And <clears throat> right. So, so yet on one end of the spectrum, you've got, you know, well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be a condemner of the world. I'm going to hate the world. I'm not, I'm just, you know, that way I don't love the world. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got people that begin to love the world and the things that are in it and they become consumers and then sort of squished in the middle there. You've got people who critique it and copy it, trying to sort of massage it so that they're not quite on the extreme either direction. Yeah. And man, I just think this is the thing where, you know, like you're saying, it's, you know, we, we have to be able to have a proper relationship to the world. But I think what you just mentioned is, is so vital what, what what he's talking about in his book, what he's talking about in the video that we watched was it, it has so much more to do with how do we just simply become, become reflectors of the kingdom of God. And that's who we are and that's what we are. And then, and then whatever, then whatever gesture of those four C's, whether it's condemning, critiquing, copying, if it's, you know, I mean, there's some systems, things that are in churches today that aren't, that just have to do with administration that are, you know, we've got some policies at our church right now that we've just copy and pasted them from our insurance company. Yeah. Risk mitigation stuff. Sure. Sure. I mean, right? That's copying. There, there's things that you got to that that you have to know what's okay to copy, and then the stuff that's okay to consume, right? I mean, like I know Disney's kind of gone off the rails the last several years, but you know, I mean, but but the thought of saying you know going to Disney or whatever, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody condemns anybody for going to Disney, and you say, well, you're consuming what? But I think what what you're saying is is If you are completely kingdom culture, yeah, then you don't have to have a posture to any of those four. Those are just four gestures that come out from your relationship to the world as a kingdom citizen.
1: There you go. Man, that's so good. And I hate to do this. Um, we've had a little situation here pop up, and unfortunately, I have to I have to bust out. And so, what we're going to do, Ken, this is an important conversation, and so I don't I don't want to cut it short. I don't want to short sell it. I don't want to short change it. So, we're going to make this a part one of two parts, and really dive into this this idea about because I, I do think you know this idea of culture wars and and all of those kinds. Of, I think it's such an important piece. To, to learn and to know as a disciple maker, so I don't want to I don't want to shortchange it, and I do apologize. Unfortunately, sometimes things just pop up and happen. You got to deal with them and got to go with it. So we appreciate everybody uh, joining and being a part of the conversation today. We're going to come back and finish this up, and uh, we'll keep you posted on all of that. In the meantime, check out all of our information, social media, website. We've got all that information available. So. Appreciate everybody jumping on today. We look forward to coming back to you next time around 10 o'clock. Until then, go live mobilized. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Dillingham Group Mobilized Church Podcast. We'd love to connect with you, and there are several ways that you can do that. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching The Dillingham Group. You can also go to our website, thedillinghamgroup.org, And fill out the form on the contact page to get more information about multiplication, discipleship, and all the topics discussed on this podcast. We also have individual social media accounts that you can follow. Just look for Chris Dillingham and Ken Dillingham on all the social media platforms. If you like today's episode, drop by Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Mobilized Church Podcast. We hope you can join us next week as we talk about what it means to live mobilized.